I can't even tell you guys how frustrated I am right now. I seriously just sat here and talked for probably 15 minutes in this episode I wanted to record for all of you and then looked up and realized it wasn't even recording. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I really going to do this all again? Oh my gosh. Because I have no notes. I I was just going freestyle. So I can try. I can try to get back into this and I'm sure it's there. I just have to tune in. So what happened was I just got done with the interview with Cara Terrell. Have you guys heard it? And she's amazing. She has so much knowledge and wisdom when it comes to working with kids and parenting kids, just interacting with kids in general. And I got a lot out of the conversation. And I kind of kind of geared the episode in a personal direction just because I had some examples with my own kids that I really wanted her input on. And she offered it. It was amazing. If you guys haven't listened to it, you should. It applies to every parent. If you're a parent, you have something to gain from listening to Kara. So then we started talking after I stopped recording the interview and we started discussing things a little bit more. And I started thinking about this aspect of empowerment and how that is what I'm doing with my kids. I'm really trying to empower them and how they're showing me that it's getting in. They're reflecting it back to me, but it's not always a positive thing. And Kara was telling me, you know, these things that you're seeing from your older son These are signs of leadership, but every topic is really two topics. There's this side and then there's the flip side. And so that got me thinking about this. So what I want to do is I want to get into that a little bit more and do an episode focused on raising empowered leaders. I'm Dr. Williams, and this is my podcast. I have two graduate degrees in psychology, am a licensed mental health counselor, and an expert in the area of spirituality. I am devoted to living my best life and am sharing it with all of you. I'm bringing my expertise, education, and life experiences to you through this podcast. Everyone deserves to enjoy life, and that is what I'm here to talk about. Depression, anxiety, grief, you name it, we all go through it at one time or another. I believe there's a better way to come at these things than mainstream mental health care offers. And I'm here to offer you my perspective and dig into discovering how you can feel good no matter what life throws at you. It is my intention to contribute goodness to this world, and the content herein is how I do that. But one disclaimer before we dive in. Should you decide to apply the information offered here, be prepared for improvements in your life. You may even live happily ever after, and you'll only have yourself to thank. This is Feel Good Now, the Dr. Williams podcast. I've told you guys kind of what I was doing. I've been going into the boys' room when they're sleeping and whispering positive expectations in their ears because they're in more of a receptive mode when they're sleeping. And I usually gear the types of things that I say to relate to things that are going on in their waking lives that I think would help them improve their own lives. Always with their highest good, 
at heart, I am wanting to just reinforce things that help them to know who they really are. Well, I was talking with Kara, and when she was talking about how my older son is showing these signs of leadership, he's saying things like, you're not the boss of me, you can't make me do things. He's reflecting back the empowering messages that I have been whispering in his ear, but he's kind of taking it into a defiant place. Not terribly. I mean, he is such a good kid. You guys, I can't even tell you enough. And I know that parents always see the best in their kids. He's really, really a sweetheart. He is. He's thoughtful. He's responsible. He's considerate. He is funny and fun and and he doesn't get jealous. And I just, there's so many things about him that are just good. And even when he's doing this thing, where he's like, well, you can't make me do that. It's more of like a matter of fact kind of statement. It's not like a close my arms, put my arms on my chest and be like, well, you can't make me. It's not like that. It's not with attitude. It's more of just a, well, I mean, you can't make me do that. You know, and I can't argue with him because he's right. I can't make him do that. I can't make him do anything. I can't make anyone do anything. As a therapist, let me tell you, that is something we deal with a lot. People come to us in therapy because they want to make changes in their lives. We encourage these positive changes and then they resist. And then you really find out that you have no power over anybody. And you have to try to find a way to get them to get on board with these changes that they want to make before they can even move in that direction. It's difficult. It is difficult to motivate someone else. So it's true. My son is telling me I can't make him do things and I can't. And I know that he's just reflecting back what I have been saying to him in his sleeping state when I am empowering him. When I'm saying things like, you are free and you are a powerful creator. These are spiritually based foundational elements of who he really is. And I'm speaking to that because I know that his inner being is listening to me and his inner being knows that what I'm saying is true. There's no resistance in that. And that's why it takes hold so strongly because it is me getting on board with the empowerment of my kids. Now, where the challenges come in is when he's exercising this leadership in a way of some defiance. And Kara had such amazing advice on how I can kind of bridge that gap and not enter into that authoritative parenting role at that point. Because it's easy to do. So easy to be like, oh yeah, well, I bet I can make you do that. I'm your mom, and I know what I can do to make you do that. And I've done that, okay? I have done my fair share of, you have to do that because I said so. Because sometimes it takes a lot of energy to go into what your reasons are, And sometimes you don't even know what they are. But what you do know is that you, in a split second, 
considered everything and chose the path that was with their greatest good in mind. That's what you do when you love your kids, right? So I may not know everything that happened when I made that decision. So I'm unable to explain it to him. But I do know that I have my reasons. And my reasons are good. So a lot of times it's just easier to be like, because I said so. But I don't want to do that. I want these lines of communication to be open. I want to do collaborative parenting with him. I want us to be in this together. I don't want it to be a, because I'm a grown-up, you have to listen to me. You're a kid. You don't know anything. You should listen to me always. That's not beneficial to him. And that's not the kind of adult I'm trying to raise. Because think about it. That's what our job is as a parent, right? We're raising adults. But there's this divide that happens. Once we become an adult, now we're expected to be empowered, to be a leader, to go out and run our lives. But were we ready? Were we really prepared to do that? Or were we as kids told that we had to listen to our parents, told to behave in a way that's pleasing to our parents, listen to authority figures just because I mean, these are the kind of things that kids are dealing with. That's not empowering them. That is not preparing them to go out into the world as an adult, as a leader of their own lives. It starts now. It starts when they are kids and encouraging that, even though it can be easier as a parent to fall into that trap of, because I said so, just please do it because I said so. And I'm really trying really, really hard to not do that. It's not always easy. I know that I have their best interest in mind. And I know that I have their highest good at heart. So I know when I make a decision that that's where I'm coming from. And it's just easier for me to be like, trust it, okay? Just trust me. Trust me because I'm your mom and I love you. But I'm not at that point really encouraging them to understand where I'm coming from and how it benefits them. These are the parenting moments where we can influence it one direction or the other. And either we are empowering them to know where we're coming from as an adult and why it's beneficial, or we are telling them, I am the adult, trust in it, without an explanation. But let's look at those two people going out into the world as adults. Which one of those people has the better chance of being a leader of their own lives? Is it the one that understands how to do it or the one that has dependence on authority? I do not want to encourage dependence. 
I want my kids to know that they have their own inner guidance and how to tune into it and how to be led by it. That's the message. The message is you don't need me. I'm here for you. And I do have experience and I do have good intentions with you. I want the best for you always. I'm always coming from a place of love for you. But ultimately, what is your own guidance saying? This is true leadership. I have just recently found my own inner guidance. I'm 40 years old. But imagine if my kids, if I can successfully nurture this in them, imagine what that's going to be like for them when they venture out. They already have this solid foundation of leadership for their own lives. They don't need me. There is no dependence on me. They know that I'm supportive. They know that I am a source of love for them. But they don't feel like they have to look to me in any given situation for approval or guidance because I have encouraged them to do that within. That's my goal. Would you like to have an ad-free experience? I know you probably have my intro and my outro memorized by now, and maybe you just kind of want to cut out that ad space, this one right now that you're listening to, so that you can just get all of the content of the episode. Well, if that does sound like something that you're interested in, I've put together a Patreon account and I'm offering all of the episodes I've recorded so far without that extra stuff. So you just get the content. And I'm also going to be offering members early access to the newly released episodes. So I'll be putting those on Patreon several days before the episode releases on all the other podcast platforms. So you'll be able to listen before everybody else. You'll also get access to the Dr. Williams pod. It's a community where we're going to be able to interact and know each other on a more personal level. I'm going to be offering some Q and A's so that we can really dive into some of these topics and you can share your thoughts and I'll share my thoughts and we can have a dialogue going I think that we all could benefit from that. So that's something else I'm going to be offering. In addition, I'm going to be putting together a lot of exclusive content, things that I'm working on, creative projects that I have that are only going to be available to those people who are members on Patreon. You can find the link to the Patreon in the show notes. And I'm also going to post on social media. So you should be able to find it on all of my pages there as well. I look forward to getting to know all of you guys better and engaging in some co-creating together. For now, I'll just get back to the episode. See you on Patreon. It would be a lot easier for me if I could just convince my kids to do what I say just to please me. I just want the whole world. Just do whatever pleases me right? That would make my life so much easier. And I think in a lot of ways as a parent, this is that underlying message that we're giving to our kids. We don't mean to, but it's because parenting is 
difficult. It takes a lot of energy to really raise an empowered leader. And it can be easy to just go to, well, you're going to have all these negative consequences if you don't do what I want you to do. But what they're learning from that is I'm going to have to go through this really negative, uncomfortable thing if I don't please my parent. And that's not the message that I want to give. That's the wrong message. They are not responsible for pleasing me. They are not responsible for how I feel. My message is you are responsible for the way you feel and I am responsible for the way that I feel. And that doesn't always come across. I make mistakes and I get overly emotional and I get overwhelmed and I get frustrated and I get crazy with my kids. And they see me respond. They see me react in that way. And it's easy to blame them. And that is on me. And I have to own that. That when I blame their behavior for the way that I feel, I am teaching them that they need to regulate my emotions based on their behavior. And that is not fair. It would make life easier for me. And that's why it's a trap that so many parents fall into. Because we are working with what we've got. And we want things to be as easy as they can be. We always want the path of least resistance. That is who we are from the most foundational element of our non-physical self is to take the path of least resistance. We want ease. We want satisfaction. We want to enjoy. That is our nature. And it is a lot easier if they know there's going to be consequences if you behave this way. And those consequences are mom and dad or guardian, whoever it might be, responding in this negative, explosive kind of way, which blames them for what they did and makes them feel like they need to behave differently in order to make the other person feel better. It's really not fair. So what I'm trying to do is when I notice I'm in that negative state and I'm boiling up, I'm getting frustrated, I'm getting overwhelmed, I am reacting to their emotions, then I try to communicate with them and just say, hey, I'm in this state, I need to go away for a little while and try to feel better. And then we can talk about this again. And I mentioned that in the interview with Kara. It's something that I'm trying to do. Not always successful. Sometimes I react. But that's modeling. You're showing them that you're taking responsibility for your own emotions and you're not blaming them at the same time. So that's the kind of modeling that I want to encourage. Now, going back to the challenges of these empowered leaders that I'm raising, when my kids are being defiant and digging their heels in, I still have to find a way to connect with them in a way that maintains cohesion within our family dynamic. I want things to mesh and produce positive results. 
Now, when they do that, when they say, well, you can't make me do that, I can either react and come at it in a negative way and be like, well, I'm your parent. You need to listen to me. I am your authority figure and take that authoritative kind of stance. Or I can try to find a way to open up that conversation so that we can discuss what's really happening within our relationship at that moment. And that's what I really got out of that conversation with Kara. She was explaining that as a parent, that's why we are our kids' first teachers, because we are in this role of modeling relationship development. In that moment, that's what I want to do. I want to go, yes, you're right. I can't make you do anything. You are in control of yourself. So let's talk about the different ways that that could go and which way you think would be best for you. And in doing that, you're opening up those lines of communication to understand each other better. They're not feeling like you're defensive. So there's really nothing to push against or resist. You're aligned. You're aligned together, looking at the same thing and working on it in a collaborative kind of way. I am so grateful for that conversation because I got a lot out of that. So this is something that I'm going to be putting into practice in the best way I can. But I'm not going to stop empowering them because I know the information is good. They are powerful creators. They are free. And they are the boss of themselves. And whether they are taking that in a negative direction or a positive direction is up to them. But I can help guide that. That is where I come in as a parent, to guide that moment right there. And to not respond and to not react in an authoritative way, because that is modeling the kind of behavior that I don't want to encourage. Because I also have to think about what kind of parent my kids are going to grow up to be. And who do we learn that from? We learn how to parent from our parents. And that's not to say that's always the case. Sometimes based on how you were parented by your parents or your guardians takes you in a direction of doing the opposite because you were like, that was horrible. I would never do that to my own kids. And you make that kind of shift. But you still learned from the way that you were parented on what kind of parent you want to be. I have a whole lot of morals and parenting aspects that I incorporate in with my kids that I learned by being parented by my parents. I also have information based on my spiritual connection, my connection with source, my own inner guidance and trusting my emotional guidance system to lead me, which is taking me in some different directions and kind of developing my own parenting style with that as my foundation. There's no guarantees, right? This is one of those things that you just learn as you go. And some of it's successful and some of it isn't. And you figure it out on your way. But I know that my intentions are good. And I know that my kids are good. And I know that 
their guidance is good. So if I can encourage that by telling them messages that align with that, I can't go wrong. And they won't go wrong. Even when they are pushing the limits with me to see if they can use the information that I'm presenting against me, those are opportunities. Those are opportunities for me to really parent. And I don't want to gloss over those. I don't want to miss them. And even if I'm tired, I want to take that opportunity and I want to align with my kid and I want to do collaborative parenting in a way that serves us both and helps us to bond even more than we already are. I'm raising empowered leaders and I'm proud of that and I will make mistakes and it's okay because everything is working out for all of us, for them and for me, for my entire family. And with an intention of love, you can never go wrong. And that's where I'm coming from, always. That concludes this episode. But if you don't want to wait for the next episode to come out, I have more for you at drwilliamspodcast.com. You can learn more about me and my journey to podcasting, find all the ways to connect with me on social media, and there's a button to subscribe so you're the first to know what's new and upcoming. You also can shoot me an email at hello at drwilliamspodcast.com. You are so special to me, and your support does not go unnoticed. I want to support you too. This podcast is my outlet for growth, because when you teach something, you hold yourself accountable and apply the information in life. But the inspiration for these episodes comes in a variety of ways, and one of those is through you. I want you to feel like this is your show too. So send me a message and let me know which episode is your favorite and why. And tell me if there's a topic you'd want to hear me talk about. Your feedback applies to so many people and your suggestion could change someone's life for the better. The best way to do this is by subscribing to the show and leaving a review through your favorite podcast platform. I really listen to you guys and this dialogue feeds my soul. You say that you're a fan of me, but truth be told, I am a fan of yours. Everything is working out for each of us, and we're all in this together.